0: Welcome back to Fifty Fifty Films. I'm Autumn, and I'm Peter, and this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson Week.
1: Can you smell what the Rock is cooking? That was his wrestler thing. You know I'm that, right? aware. Okay, good. I wasn't I sure. Just, you looked at me like you were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I
0: just, I knew what it was. I just didn't expect it to come from you. Um. It is very late, so we're going to preface with that. It is past my bedtime, but we are pushing through. We alluded last week that we were going to go see Black Adam at the theater, and we did that. Um, And we'll get into that in a second. And then, because we were going to see Black Adam, we are like, you know what? It would be fun to just make it a, a The Rock week. Um, So our second movie of the week is Jungle Cruise, which came out last year. So usually, if you're new to the podcast, I will pick one movie a week, and Peter will pick one movie, and we'll discuss two movies. This week, we kind of chose them collectively. Every once in a while, we do that, just to get a couple that we both have been meaning to see uh, done. So do you want to give the description for Black Adam, since you're the, the superhero expert?
1: I'm also the exploration expert.
0: Okay, you can do both.
1: No, you can do you can do one of them. I only want to do one of them. No, you should so. do both. Alright, this is Black Adam. Uh, I don't... Okay, uh, first off, this movie just came out. So, if you don't want spoilers, um, Autumn will, if she remembers, put a link in the description to how far you need to go through this to avoid your Black Adam spoilers. Your Black Adam spoilers will be starting in the next thirty seconds or so. So if you're not getting that spoiler, you can dip out now. <sighs> Black Adam has the same powers as a Shazam, uh, and this is I'm pretty sure in canon in the DC canon. I am far well, or I'm far less well uh, versed like, with um, DC comics, than I am with Marvel comics, but. Um, Black Adam is one of those characters who's just like cooler. So he he's something I kind of knew a little bit about. Um, he has the same powers as Shazam, um, and he uses the same power technique as Shazam. He he says Shazam to uh, to like activate his connection to all the powers of the old gods. Um, gives him the whole lightning thing. Gives him super strength, super speed. You know. Is have anything else?
0: All your basic, like...
1: Yeah, your basic... He's... He's... Yeah. Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel. uh Because he was just like, like Superman, essentially. Because mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't... He was like Superman because he wasn't a DC hero for a while. I'm pretty sure Black Adam is a DC hero. He's someone that DC did like with the Shazam throw, character. I think so. I could be wrong. Uh, and I'll probably look this up later and go, Oh, darn, I was wrong on the podcast. But... Um, I'm I'm just gonna leave with that now. I could be wrong. I don't necessarily know if he was pre-DC or post, um, but he has a similar design to, uh, Shazam, and he, same part. So, uh, through this, through this story, um, we see the origins of Teth Adam, as he is called in the history of the region he's from, which is called Kondok, um, and, uh, Kondok, uh, is, it's, I think it's a Middle Eastern country. That's what it appears it is, to be. It is, it is depicted to be, uh, you know, like, Fertile Crescent slash, uh, Upper Africa, you know, like, like, uh, Egypt, right, in, in that area, it's supposed to have been, have predated some of the Egyptian civilization. Um, the way they say it in the beginning, they're like, they're like, oh, before Egypt there was Kondok, and then they say Kondok 2800 B.C. and the the guy who took an Egypt class in in El, in a uh, undergrad in me went. Egypt was around before 2800
0: BC. Yeah, I heard you scoff in the movie theater. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like, "Well, if you we really want to go back, I think we can safely date Egyptian stuff to 3000 BC at the very er- or at the earliest. And I think you could even go further back to maybe like 4 or 5000 BC in okay, some of the stuff you found in Egypt." That's not what the people want. To but hear. yeah, people don't really give that <laughs> much of a shit about historical accuracy, especially when it's DC movies. And, you know it is' a whole different alternate universe thing anyway so maybe maybe their Egyptians were particularly lazy in that in that world who knows um, anyway uh, he is like a Middle Eastern superhero essentially and they he comes apart there's this you know they're all they've all been enslaved because the one leader of his nation wants to use this MacGuffin metal eternium and um, to create a, a crown of power that'll turn him into a god, right? Or like a demigod. Uh, there's this kid, you know, he he is, like, spirited away by the Shazam wizards, the Circle of Wizards. Uh, he's given the powers. Um, he's, you know, he, you know, it saves the day, right? Uh, kills the king, destroys most of the city of, Con- or the conduct city, right? Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much his backstory. We go to the future, it's, there's this lady, I don't remember her name, she's Adriana. trying to, Adriana. yeah. Um, she's trying to find this crown, because she's afraid that the main antagonist organization called Intergang is going to get a hold of it. Uh, so she's trying to do that, um, with the help of her brother, um... And then a couple other characters, who are just like, you know, her like team, right? Uh, and we're introduced to her son, um, and they're they're doing their thing. They're exploring this old ruin that this crown's supposed to be in. They find the crown. These mercenaries find them because one of the guys she's working with, Ishmael, is a bad guy. Uh, he wants he he's descendant from the, the the loser slaver king, who uh Shazam who black Death adam Teth adam. adam killed um and uh, he wants to re you know make Kondok a world power so you know it's got kind of tropey like enemy stuff uh and so she in order to like in to get to save her calls on teth adam wakes him up he gets out, he gets out of his his uh, his tomb, right and <laughs> Kills a bunch of dudes. We get this this fun scene where The Rock, as, Death, as Black Adam, kills, like, a whole shitload of mercenaries. Just, like, straight up cooks them with lightning, you know. Um, in a very uh, stark contrast to Shazam and how Billy Bats... Was it Billy Batson? Yes. Billy Batson just, like, doesn't want to kill anybody because he's, like, I don't know, like, a kid, like, 12 or something like that or 15 or something. Um... Uh, and, uh, that happens, and then we get, like, transported over to the other side of the world, uh, to a character who I recognize pretty, pretty quickly, but Autumn didn't right away. I'm not, I'm
0: not very well versed in, (coughs) honestly, I'm not well versed in comics, period, so I don't know a lot of characters. I know Batman lore pretty decently from DC, just because my dad really likes Batman, but other than that... I just know the movies. But we are introduced to Hawkman.
1: Yes, Hawkman. Uh, And then there was a moment when this happened where I got really worried. Because I was like, wait a minute. Because you see Amanda Waller, uh, one of the characters in the Suicide Squad movies. And I was like, we haven't seen the new Suicide Squad movie. I saw the old one, which has been kind of deemed not canon. I saw it too. Um, And that was bad. It wasn't a great movie. And I was like, I haven't seen the new one. And Amanda Waller's here. I'm like, am I going to be, like, confused or be missing out? Um, but it wasn't. They brought in a couple of superheroes. Uh, Cy- Cyclone? Yep. yep.
0: Cyclone, yeah. Adam Smasher.
1: S- Cyclone, Adam Smasher, and Dr. Fate. Yep. Dr. Fate being played by Pierce Brosnan, who I was very happy with. I love Pierce Brosnan. He's yeah, a great actor. He did actor. a great job. Um, he, we haven't seen any of his Bond run.
0: Mm-mm. Because I didn't like Bond when we watched.
1: I know, but this is a different era of Bond, so we got to try it. I have to
0: say though, when I saw that Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher, I was very skeptical about him as a as a superhero, and I was so pleasantly surprised. He did a great job.
1: Yeah, he was a great. I mean, he 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 was supposed to be like the freshman kind of, and he played it very well. Yeah, Yeah. it was it was very good. You know, making mistakes because he's. His powers are big and awkward, right? Like, he turns into a gigantic man with a bunch of power, but, like, he's a gigantic man yeah. with a bunch of power, so it's, like, <laughs> that's, like, the very, like, if you're in a city, it's a little hard to control that one or, like, make sure you're not, like, destroying stuff.
0: Yeah, so it all fits very well, and he plays it very well.
1: Yeah. So...
0: This is the Justice Society. Yes,
1: the Justice Society. Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. And they... They show up fight Black Adam Black Adam like is like what the hell's wrong with you guys like and they're like we just want to talk you know we gotta get you have to you have to like turn yourself in and there's this whole bit where you know I mean honestly this movie's plot is pretty basic when it comes to the like the arcs that it takes. It's like show a little bit of the backstory Black Adam like wakes up beats up a bunch of dudes the good guys are like black adam you can't beat up that many dudes like that you're not supposed to just kill people it's extrajudicial and uh black adam's like well why not they they deserve to die they're bad people the more you the more bad people you kill the more good people can live like freely which is a problem i have with batman but um like you know like why why you know fill the fill the prisons when you could just we're not talking about batman whatever (laughs) Anyway, <clears throat> Black Adam, so then, and then, and then it's like, well, they fight a little bit, uh, the kid gets kidnapped, Black Adam is kind of the reason the kid gets, like, free, you know, they, they save him, um, bad guy gets the MacGuffin that's gonna, you know, th- that's gonna turn him into a bad guy. Right, like, Ishmael gets the crown, dies with the crown, which is the way to get the circle of demons, like, the opposite of the circle of wizards, um, to turn him into this crazy demon guy. Uh, crazy demon guy is, is 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 crazy, and the Justice Society can't beat his ass because they're not strong enough without Black Adam, who's literally got Superman levels of power, right? So they, like... but But they'd already convinced Black Adam to, like... Cause he like hurt the kid by accident. They convinced him to give up his power and put him in like the crazy, you know, black site prison. So now we got to wake black Adam back up and Dr. Fate, you know, uh, basically like gives his life so that they can get black Adam back. Black Adam shows up, beats up the demon. And then with their combined power, they save the day. Right. Uh, that's it's a pretty basic outline. It's 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 very like you can kind of see where it's going as you're watching it.
0: I don't like your tone when you're describing this movie.
1: I I, I, I also I have, to, I have to say I liked the movie. I had a really good time watching the movie. I think it had a very it had a very normal super, like superhero plot arc, right? It wasn't they didn't reinvent the wheel with any of that stuff. Um, so like, the sequence of like them fighting, them reconciling, them fighting again, them fighting other people, them reconciling. Him, him, like, giving up his power, you're like, he gives up his power, you're like, okay, there's probably, like, 30, 40 minutes this movie left. He's gonna get his, He's gonna come back out of the prison. Like, you can kind of see, like, where it's gonna go as the plot threads happen. What I did like and what did surprise me and kind of broke the mold a little bit is that they fully lie to you about Black Adam. Fully unreliable narrator lie to you mm-hmm. about his origin story at the very beginning of the movie. They then lie to you and, um, throughout the middle with some changes they make to his origin story and then by the end of the movie you fully figured out like all the little intricacies of black adam and you're like oh shit okay so they showed us his kid at the beginning his, yeah, it wasn't him they it's make it, not it look him. like
0: it was him
1: yeah so we see his son his son is picked by the wizards right his son starts to starts to win little little you know, contest he's, against he's these dead His parents get murdered, right? His dad's like laying... his mom's already dead. His dad's laying there dying. I'm um, sorry I'm being a little loud. I'm always loud. Um his dad's laying there dying. His son shows up, has his dad say the word Shazam for some reason, unlike the Billy Batson Shazam, who's able to share all of his power with all of his friends and, and they all become superheroes and they self. keep it. And he gets to keep it, yeah, like you said. Um when, when, you know, what's his name? I can't remember. It's sort of an M or Harut. something. Harut. Harut dies. Har- Harut, Harut, like, gives his dad all the power. Mm-hmm. His dad heals, right, because he becomes superhero. Harut then gets immediately killed as soon as he gives his dad the power. Now, his dad's got this power that he wasn't worthy for. He didn't ask for. Um, and he goes on a crazy murder rampage and just straight up murders everyone else in the castle. So we find out that's the origin of Black Adam. And that's why he's the antihero. Like he did, he still, you know, free the people of that king. Yes, but he also destroyed everything in the process, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, what, were, what did you like about this movie? I'm talking about it too much. I've kind of gone through the rough plot. There's not really like enough plot to like really talk more than that about the plot itself of the movie. Like this is very much just a fun end-of-the-summer, early-fall the summer, blo- end of the summer early fall, blockbuster beat like, beat 'em up kind of thing where you'd see a lot of cool characters. So, like, sorry. Go ahead. Talk about what you like.
0: I loved it. I rated it outstanding. I thought that it was so fun. I was hooked the entire time. There is definitely a pre- predictability to it, like Peter said, but in these kinds of movies, sometimes that's, like, comforting almost. Yeah. To sort of know. So it was perfect to kind of have an idea of what the standard format was going to be and then have those surprising twists in the plot and also just the fact that we are following an anti-hero as opposed to an actual superhero and to see in the opening scene the mom, Adriana, is trying to get this crown out of the temple and when she wakes him he starts killing people but he can kind of sense that those people are going after her and he saves her. And so she's convinced that he is, like, the fabled hero that they always expected. And so you kind of see that that goodness in in him in a lot of places, too. Like, he is going after everyone, but he also, like, strikes up such a strong friendship with Amon, the kid. Um, and they even have these funny little bits where Amon is a big superhero fan, very Ms. Marvel-esque in his... In his adoration of yeah, got like a the bunch DC. of nerd stuff in his room. Yeah, yeah, um, and he he's so excited to have Black Adam back to have a superhero who is just for conduct, and so he he tells him like, oh, you need a catchphrase. Oh, this is what superheroes do, and they kind of strike up a friendship, which I think is really endearing. Um, I thought The Rock did a great job he was a great superhero and i and he was great as black adam because he always had this like very serious look on his face and like eerily frightening like there's there he has super speed right so there are a lot of points in the movie where whatever character's perspective we're in like looks back to where he was and he's not there and then turns around he's right there and he always has this just like eerie look on his face like yeah Yeah. and he does a great job with that
1: yeah yeah i mean and so black adam in the series or in the books comic books i think i think he is he's like an anti-hero but he's also occasionally a villain you know as 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 dc anti-heroes kind of are um they more than marvel are like well right now he's the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) you know um like i mean and sometimes sometimes marvel does it too i guess with like scarlet witch and stuff Mm um where they'll just like flip-flop them like occasionally they're a good guy occasionally they're a bad guy um, other Marvel super or other Marvel anti-heroes though are more like like Deadpool is like always the I mean he's a good guy. He's going to kill people but he's a good guy, you know. Um and in this one they depict Black Adam as the like, you know, right now he like he is a a killing hero essentially as opposed to like the that's really kind of what anti-hero means now in like more modern stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like because they don't in in the multiverse movie that was really bad, um, Wanda is a bad guy. She is the the villain at this point, right? Um and she's really not even a good guy in in WandaVision, right? She's like basically a force of nature in WandaVision and everyone else around her is like the the like characters. hmm If you know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you agree with that? I do. Um so like you know we get to see that like, you know, hey uh our, our, currently modern depiction of anti-hero is just like oh, a hero that kills people basically is what it is you know mm-hmm. like in suicide squad that's a bunch of villains that they're making be heroes and so they don't care about they kill people all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because they're villains uh, <clears throat> but it, it, it was really fun um we we're gonna talk about this a little bit more in this in the next movie discussion too but we got to see the rock be like every different race. <laughs> possible uh, this week these, this week yeah so in this movie we got to see the rock who is i'm very certain american samoan uh if i'm correct um we got to see the rock be middle eastern <laughs> in origin and i guess he's got that 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 nice like like light mocha skin tone where you're just like oh yeah you know sure <laughs> yeah, it's, it's believable like, he's oh. tan enough that he can pass for like no, like European, some like darker European races, even too, which is what we're gonna talk about later for, for uh, Jungle Cruise. Did you say Jungle Book earlier? Did <laughs> I? Feel I? Like I, I feel like I said Jungle Book.
0: Oh, uh, uh, wow! Well, no, no, no. It wasn't the Jungle Book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no Mowgli there. Um. Anyway, uh, so that was that was fun. Like seeing like in multiple different like you know he's doing his thing for like it was it's cool. I I like the Rock a lot. I think he's fun. Uh, I think it's I think I like him better as a character, I think, than I like when I've seen John Cena and stuff.
0: I'm having crazy deja vu. Did we talk about this at the end of last episode?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so.
0: I'm having crazy deja vu right now. Um, we
1: we'll probably talked about it at some point. I don't think it was last episode, yeah. though. We need to um, stop
0: talking to each other when we're not recording.
1: <laughs> like, I think John Cena's fine, and he's been in, he's funny and stuff, but I don't I don't see the same kind of serious character you can get out the of The Rock. The Rock
0: is a good actor. Yeah, like he's, Regardless he's, of he's anything, fun. like he can play multiple characters. My fa- Still, I loved Black Adam. Outstanding movie for me. The Rock is playing a demigod, or a god. Someone with powers from God. I still have to say my favorite The Rock as a, a powerful god role is Maui from Moana. I
1: thought you were going to say the Tooth Fairy. Uh,
0: No. No. <laughs> That's him, right? In yeah, the that theory? is him. Yeah, yeah. We watched that movie last year, I think, or earlier this year. No, it had to have been last year, because we did not podcast about it.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mau- I, I I love Love The Rock as Maui. That was yeah. great. It was very good. Everyone was like, really? The Rock? Was like, No, actually, he's pretty good. He was perfect.
0: I, in this movie, one thing I want to make sure we mention before we wrap up is there is this great bit with <laughs> the, the uncle character, Alman's uncle, is, yeah. like, a pretty main character in the story, and he gets shot in the stomach yeah. pretty early on. They heal him. Yeah, and Dr. Fate can tell tell the future, you know, kind of comes with the name, and so he tells him that, like, oh, don't worry... Like, this, I don't see that this is how you die. How you and die. he says, well, how how do I die? And he says, oh, just stay away from electricity. And he's like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? I'm an electrician. And then this gives him this, like, crazy confidence throughout the rest of the movie to just, like, run into danger when he needs to because he knows that he's going to die by electricity. So he's like, eh, I can leave. You know, there's <coughs> the, the big final battle part is... Um, a lot of the people on the ground are fighting these, like, undead zombies and yeah, stuff, so... Yeah,
1: the people of Kondok come yeah. together to fight these zombies. Yeah, that was fun.
0: It it was really good, and I would not hesitate if you... I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, maybe you, you've already seen it, because we basically just spoiled the whole movie. But I would still recommend this to someone who... Is unfamiliar with DC movies. If you're watching
1: this several months from now and you don't care about the spoilers, this was fun. It was very fun. Um, I think it was just as good, if not a little better than Shazam. Shazam was very good.
0: I think it was a little better than Shazam just because of tone. <laughs> difference. Yeah, I, more not stuff of too.
1: I like more serious hero stuff too. Like, I like the concept of death with superheroes. And there are moments.
0: Fun of humor in this like plenty of moments of humor between noah centineo's character and hawkman um with the uncle character there with the kid and the rock together a little bit of
1: dr fate yeah there's
0: plenty of humor but overall the tone is just a little bit darker which i do agree suits this sort of film much better yeah all right well we're gonna wrap this one up And move on to the next one. Uh, Just to recap, I rated it outstanding, and Peter rated it memorable, which I did not mention before. So we're going to get into our media break next. (laughs) I have not watched any movies on my own, and I would bet money that you have not either.
1: Nope.
0: Alright, moving right along to TV We Watch Together. We did not watch any Jane the Virgin this week, but we did watch Nick Kroll's newest uh stand up special yeah. on Netflix Little Big Boy. What did you think of that?
1: that was fun. I like Nick Kroll he's a funny guy um he's a little I can see why he... he's a little big boy he's a little big boy <laughs> um, he's he's got some like some very specific like subject matter he'll like lean into you know. Um, growing up, like I think in New Jersey, as like a like a like a, a really awkward Jewish kid is something he leans into for a lot of his comedy. Um, which is, I mean, was he did in this one? It was really funny. Mm-hmm. He does it in Big Mouth a lot too, because he writes for that show, and a lot of those, a lot of the things that happen in that show are stuff that is stuff that's either slightly fictionalized or is just like stuff that happened to him and the other writers of that of it. So. That was pretty
0: fun. Yeah, it was good. I Honestly, if we rated it on our movie scale, I'd probably rate it entertaining, because I already am, like, forgetting parts of it. Like, it wasn't super memorable to me, but I had a really good time watching it.
1: Yeah, I think I'd probably give it a memorable, just because I, I can consistently remember, like, one of the big punchlines, uh, which was really funny, which is him shitting his pants on a oh, road yeah. trip to Italy with his, with his uh, girlfriend. Now yeah. wife, Yeah. <laughs>
0: That is funny. Um, As far as TV separately, I have still been keeping up watching Cheers. That has been, like, just a wonderful fall comfort show for me. I started Love is Blind, which I am looking at my bullet journal right now where I wrote it down, and I literally wrote Love is Bland. (laughs) Love is Bland. Season 3. Well. Whoops.
1: What a fucking um, scathing review of that show!
0: <laughs> that didn't. Jeez. Honestly, That's, that would be
1: my my uh, my my rating. I'd call it Love Is bland.
0: I have only watched the first two episodes. I'm watching it with two of my friends virtually, so we're supposed to watch more the day this comes out. I hopefully will have watched episodes three and four. So far, so good. But I've heard reviews that it is the worst season ever, and season two was not <laughs> very good. So. Um, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know that Peter and I watched season two together and he hated it, so I'm not forcing him through season three. Um, and I also watched the first episode of a show on Disney Plus called The Owl House, which is kind of like this magical story about a girl who doesn't quite fit in at her school. It's an animated series. Um, she... (laughs) This owl like steals her favorite fantasy book and she chases it into the house and it brings her, or she chases it into the woods and it brings her to this old house and she's sort of transported into this fantasy world. I started this because um, I teach fifth grade Sunday school at our church, and some of my students were talking about the show and they told me I would really love it without not. Without knowing one single thing about what I actually love to watch on TV. But I was like, you know what? That actually does sound good. And if I watch it, um, it'll give me kind of something to talk about with them. I try to take advantage of the fact that I am, you know, young and hip and don't have children of my own. So I have all this time to research how to be cool to the children that I'm around. So I did start that. I just told them I was going to watch the first episode. But honestly, I really liked it. So I probably will keep watching the show. Have you watched any TV on your
1: own? No. Loser. I don't think I've watched any TV on my own.
0: I told him to. I had
1: meant... Well, she told me to, but I... She told me to today, and I... I was just, like, feeling... I don't know. I was kind of lethargic today, so I didn't end up watching any TV. Which is weird, because usually lethargic people watch TV, but... (laughs) When I'm lethargic, I play video games. So I played video games for, like... Three hour, no, two hours maybe. I think, but anyway, uh, I have tentative plans to uh, have a little bit of self care TV watching tonight. I'm not sure what I'm gonna watch. I want to watch the Cyberpunk anime still. Um, I want to watch. <sighs> There's a lot of stuff I want to watch. What we do in the Shadows. I also want to see really bad. Um, but I might make Autumn watch that with me as our next. Show pick? Although, it's short. I don't I don't like to pick short shows for our Watch Together show, because then we have to flip over again, and I like to have, I like everyone, I like to have a long turn, you know? <laughs> Just like, like, and they usually, we usually do, we'll pick shows that have like, seven seasons. Because we or... try to
0: watch things that are already finished, and a lot of times so that yeah. makes a longer amount of seasons. Yeah, which I like,
1: because then we get go through like, a whole big long thing. I don't like the feeling of putting in, like, a two, three, three season show where there's only, like, 36 episodes, and then we switch back into an autumn, because she can, and not because she's, like, trying to, like, get one over on me or anything, but, like, picks a show that's, like, seven to eight seasons, and I'm like, duh. Ah.
0: We have always watched shows this way. What? Have you thought? Like, taking Long turns? together? No, like, taking turns picking. Yeah. We have always watched shows. We've been together almost nine years. <laughs> And yeah, we have we have been doing this for almost nine years. Yeah. we have always watched shows together that way. That's so interesting. I have this inherent need for fairness, and I think that's probably yeah. how that happened. Although apparently you do too, based on your previous statement there. So
1: yeah, I, I just I just want to feel like I haven't like made a <laughs> I little just piddly. want to feel like
0: I matter. Or... Yeah. Um, as far as books, I did quite a bit of reading this week, mostly thanks to graphic novels. So I had a little, like, mini readathon last Friday night, and I read Beautiful Darkness, which is this, like, creepy graphic novel about these fairies that find out they're living inside of a corpse in the woods, and then they have to sort of create their own life outside of the corpse. Um, it has a lot of commentary on the meaningless politeness that we have in society a lot of the times. The, like, just, just grin and bear it while things are awful sort of attitude. Um, it was definitely not for me, but it was good. So I, I think I ended up rating it three stars on Goodreads because I was like, okay, well, there's a brutal mouse murder in this, and I love mice, and that was very gruesome and graphic, and I hated that. Um, but if you're into spooky stuff, uh it definitely fits the bill and it the art was great the colors were great and i thought the commentary was good too just definitely like not my sort of thing but i was intrigued by it because you know it is october I'm just trying to just trying to vibe and then i read laura olympus volume 2 which is a hades persephone graph it's a webtoon turned graphic novel series um it's really pretty the artwork is really pretty because all of the gods are just one solid color each, and Hades is blue and Persephone is pink, so everything is just, like, blue and pink. It's beautiful. And then today, I just finished the audiobook for The School for Good and Evil, which I am, like, extra excited about because when I started the book, I didn't realize, but the movie version of the book just came out on Netflix, so I'm hoping, I'm thinking that will be my pick for next week is to watch that one. Um, It is about a fairy tale school where children are either put on the good side or the evil side and learn to be heroes and princesses or evil villains it was so good harry potter vibes but with female main characters and um i'm assuming a less controversial author at this point because it's hard to be more controversial at this point
1: i really hate jk rowling and her fuck the poor"s attitude because she doesn't deserve to have that attitude she was a porous before she had a best-selling we're, book series we're
0: not even gonna get into her but i'm an asshole it it is a very good story magic school friendship themes it, it even just themes for kids of just the idea of like we're all human no one is entirely good no one is entirely evil so i really 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 enjoyed that and it's a series so i can't wait to continue on you're still reading, a uh, Paul. What am I reading? That Paul guy?
1: Yeah, what's his last name? Thoreau. Yes, it is.
0: What did I say the other night?
1: I have no idea.
0: I said some random other author.
1: <laughs> some dude who wrote... Tremblay. <laughs> Paul, Paul Tremblay. Tremblay, yeah. Yeah, I am. It's good. It's, uh, you know, he he does a... It's a basically a travel memoir, but he's also sort of highlighting like you know the social issues and problems and intricacies of the deep south and right now he's in south carolina so it's been kind of interesting to go into and read through
0: i have no games updates you've been playing destiny
1: uh yes i play a little bit of destiny uh i really didn't play that much destiny this past week i played today i didn't play really any other days of the week
0: Good. I'm proud of you. Um I don't know what you've been doing with your time.
1: <laughs> <do> I, know? <laughs> I have no idea. I just mm, um theory crafting for D&D, I think. Uh that's what I've been playing most of. Honestly, I wish it was my job because pff, I could do that all day. Okay. Just think about stuff and look at random shit and like put together series like like uh, I, have never wished more in my life that I was like Matthew Mercer or Brendan Lee Mulligan, like one of those guys who managed to turn, like, playing pretend into a a career, like you know, and Mercer is also a voice actor, but that also sounds fun, and he's a, uh, and like Brendan Lee Mulligan is like a, he does like comedy variety stuff. He's a comedy writer on online for College Humor and Dropout. But, like, (laughs) man, I wish that I'd get, I got paid to do my weekly sessions and stuff, because I've been, we've been, like, creating this massive West Marches, like, big old guild member campaign thing, which has been really fun, um, with my friend Alex and a lot of his friends from, from, like, you know, living at home, and then they're, they're spread out, like, you know, community from there, and there's like forty people in that server, and there's all these cool opportunities for role play and stuff like that, and it's just, it's real fun. And I wish I was able to, to like put more time into that, you know. And I didn't have like, but you know, what's whatever. You didn't
0: have what? But I didn't
1: have a job, you know. <laughs> if I if I was able to be like a, you know, a guy who if I was Alex, because Alex has a job where he gets paid actually decent money to do uh, ostensibly very little is what he is what he portrays it as so like feel very jealous and lucky <laughs> that, that you know like jealous of him and like you know kind of wish I was able to do that um, but oh well you know I, I, I enjoy the work I do and you know but I, I've been playing D&D. Uh, right now I am playing. Vero Retcher uh the he is a blue dragon born um storm chaser and adrenaline junkie who is a bit of a prodigal son archetype because he left his his rather famous marble baron family uh to just you know screw off across the uh across the world and and uh pretend to or and just like chase storms and try to be in as many different types of storms as possible it's like his whole shtick
0: we are adding a section to the media break just once a month so for the very last episode of the month um this is probably not even the right day for it because it is very late at night but we're gonna do it anyway
1: yep and we um, still have another movie to review it's eleven yep. <laughs> fifteen. yep
0: we're gonna call this rapid recommend
1: autumn's bedtime is 10 45 so we're past, past your bedtime.
0: So what you're gonna do? I have a jar here full of slips of paper. You have to pick a yellow one. What? I can't reach any of the yellow ones. It's <laughs> <This is laughs> well, a small I'll tip jar. It. Oh, you we have need, big fingers. We need
1: to fix the jar so that this is a better jar. So
0: it's going to give a category of something, and we're just gonna very quickly we'll see if Peter is capable of that. Recommend something that we have already read watched listened to just as a chance to recommend some things that we really enjoyed what do you
1: got this says book
0: perfect
1: so uh, i'm gonna give two recommendations um for for fiction book i recommend uh leviathan wakes the first book of the expanse series it's incredible i think everyone should give it a try uh if you're not into science fiction um leave uh and then i have uh, you can stay And then for nonfiction, um, I think travel memoirs are a great jump-on point for anybody. I guess I'm recommending three books, because I would either recommend um, In a Sunburned Country by Bill Bryson, where Bill Bryson details his travels through Australia, which is excellent, very fun, Um, or uh, I would recommend The The Great Railway Bazaar by Paul Theroux, um, author of the book I'm reading right now. I love his stuff. Um, And I thought that book was very fun to read. He is a a very dry look at most of Europe by train.
0: If I'm recommending any book, I have to recommend my favorite book of all time, which is Howl's Moving Castle uh, by Diana Wynne-Jones. It is also a Ghibli movie. They are very different, though, so you should read the book as well if you've already seen the movie. It is whimsical. It is fun. It is easy to read. It's silly. The characters are great. It is, as I said, my favorite book of all time. Yeah. So, that's Rapid Recommend. We're going to do that once a month, last episode of the month. Okay. Jungle Cruise stars an actor, a little-known actor you may not have heard of, called Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. Um, this is, as a reminder, Dwayne the Rock Johnson week. <laughs> this is a movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, And a favorite actor of both of ours that we did not know was going to be in this movie, Mr. Jack Whitehall.
1: If we make it back home, I am never leaving Kensington. (laughs) He never let me do my stinger, so I had to throw it in there.
0: Uh, That was better than it usually is, so uh, you're welcome. Maybe I should run this show.
1: (laughs) You do. (laughs) You do. Uh,
0: This story is about Lily Houghton? Houghton? Houghton. Houghton, um, who is a botanist. She is a doctor of botany. Um, and she is trying to find these fabled tears of the moon, which are petals Chabber. on a flower. Um, and she, because of the time period, which, do you have a guess at the time period of this?
1: I, uh, by the process of elimination, I've determined that this is World War I.
0: That's okay. That's what I was guessing too, just based on the Jesse Plemons is also in this movie and plays the bad guy. And based on some things that his character said about the war, I was also thinking. Probably... This is a
1: fictionalized World War One era. Keep, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted keep, you. He keeps
0: interrupting me. Hey, buddy. It's late,
1: all right. I know. That's anyway, why. Um, yeah, it, it, it's like fictionalized World War One. He because you know, he's the German, right? Yeah. But he's not a Nazi. No. They don't have any Nazi imagery on any of their stuff. No. And also, everyone's dressed like it's almost the 20s. Yes. If I had to really guess, I would have put this in the 20s. Okay. But because of the whole, he's talking about winning the war thing, it's got to be like 1917,
0: 1918. Okay. So, uh, Lily Houghton's... Being held back quite a bit because she is female in a field that is very, very, very much male dominated at this time. Jack Whitehall plays her brother, McGregor. And so he ends up being kind of her spokesperson for a a lot of uh, different parts of academia when she needs him to kind of step in for her. So he, at the start of the movie, is presenting this case to a board of why... They should pay for this journey to go find the tears of the moon. Um, she ends up stealing an artifact. Well, it was
1: why they should lend her the artifact. It wasn't. Oh, why to pay they for should the lend? Yes, yeah. they were
0: already going on the trip. It was why they should lend her the artifact, which she has notes for him as he's reading this, and so she, the last note says, if this goes wrong, and she basically just has him stall so she can go steal the artifact. Which she does, and she steals it from Jesse Plemons, correct?
1: Uh, she she steals it out from under Jesse Plemons. Uh, Jesse right, Plemons has, right. has just paid for it, essentially. Um, and uh, yeah,
0: his character is Prince Jochum, Jochum. Wahim. Wahim, Okay. Um. Anyway, so Lily Houghton and her brother McGregor end up going to Brazil. Correct?
1: Yes, the Amazon.
0: <laughs> to the Amazon where we actually meet the Rock's character. He plays Frank Wolf, um, Francisco, who is a skipper. He takes... When we first see him, he is giving a jungle cruise uh, to a group of tourists. It seems like he is kind of a rough-around-the-edges sort of guy. He's just trying to make a living doing this sort of work. Um he tells a lot of bad jokes, that's sort of his thing, um, and he seems to like living on the Amazon, as far as we can tell. Uh, he owes Paul Giamatti's character Nilo a lot of money, mm-hmm. and Nilo has a parrot who parrots that, uh, Frank owes him a lot of Make money. Frank owes money! Yeah, <laughs> yep. So Lily goes to hire a skipper to take her to find the Tears of the Moon, uh, Frank masquerades as Nilo because he wants the money. He wants her to hire him. Uh, The parrot keeps saying that Frank owes Nilo money. Eventually, McGregor brings out the real Nilo, and Nilo calls Frank by his name, and the puzzle pieces are kind of connected from there. Uh, But then a leopard comes into the restaurant where they are are meeting, and uh, Frank saves them all. And so Lily is convinced that he can be their skipper after all. We later find out that this leopard is Frank's pet. Yes. And that he set all of this up so that he could get the money and be the one to take them. So, McGregor and Lily and Frank all get on this boat to go find these tears. It is slowly revealed that Frank has already looked for them before. That he does not want her to go there. Um, And we learn a little bit more about the sort of magical element of this story, which is that these conquistadors were trapped there. Yes. And unable to leave.
1: Cursed, bound to the jungle, or bound to the river. And if they couldn't get to the river, the jungle would take them.
0: As the story goes on, we find out that Frank is one of these... Mm -hmm. um, the brother of the worst of them Uh, and so he has been looking for these tears so that he can kind of just be done and move on because he's been alive for hundreds and hundreds of years Uh, eventually they do find these these tears and long story short he is eaten by the jungle but then saved by the tears and of course by love and then he and Lily go to London and drive in a motor car, and he's not a very good driver.
1: <laughs> yep. That's the sleepy that cover it? description of it. <laughs> So we were talking the other week, or a couple weeks ago, when we watched uh, The Lost City,
0: is what it was called? This one reminded me of The Lost City, but I liked it better.
1: There's a lot of, like, you know... Um we we wanted more exploration movies and we got an exploration movie. It kind
0: one. of in Black Adam too in a way because I it definitely different vibes for sure but just that like quest for the one thing. Like in Black Adam they were looking for the crown and in this one they're looking for the tears of the moon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this one I think is very much like got that those explorer vibes. I love the whole concept of of the the riverboat being the sort of centerpiece. Um, I'm a big fan of of that uh, as a, like a like a subgenre kind of thing. The reliance on one machine as you kind of move through a foreign like area. It's done so much. It's a it's a good trope. Almost. yeah
0: but the the river boat on the Amazon was something I had personally never seen before mm-hmm. so I really did enjoy that and because of the time period too just the way that the boat looked and the way that it worked i yeah it, it was re- it was really interesting it's a
1: steam tug right a little steam op river boat very cool um like i said i love I love that genre that like 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 oh we 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 all depend on this machine to keep us alive cuz it takes us places you know
0: honestly i typically don't really like that at all like that's a big reason i don't like a lot of um space movies is because i just cannot handle the like oh we're stuck in this one machine and that's like all we have to survive and that sort of thing
1: oh well, yeah i don't i'm not thinking of it from like a, oh this thing needs to work to survive i think it I'm thinking of it from the utility of like, a, oh yeah, this is a road trip and this is my car and my car is like, it, it's almost a character a little bit. It's not as much a character in this one as it is in other, you know, uh, things of the same sort of subgenre of reliance on like your vehicle, you know. Um, one thing I'm thinking of actually is, is uh, the reliance on the Rosinant in uh, the Expanse books um that's the the spaceship that they fly in right it's a little martian corvette um and they 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 talk about the rossi like it's like it's a crew member basically because it has like you know it's all little intricacies and stuff like that and i i love a good like like all right well we're gonna upgrade this thing we're gonna make and that's like my whole dnd campaign right now is based on like they live in this vehicle and they keep upgrading it a little bit by little bit and you know it, it's really fun to like kind of do that. I I love the whole like vehicles for utility thing too. And this is really big around this time period as well. Like that they're depicting like, because you know, cars are becoming more, more usable Um, like vehicles in general, this like post-industrial revolution, post-personal like vehicle time. So like, you know, they, they got, they got the riverboat. Uh, they got, you know, like, and, and other, other points, other, other things I've seen at the same time period, there's like, like seaplanes and stuff like that. And like, oh, uh, well, we, re- we rely on the seaplane to take us where we need to go and things like that. There's like this sort of reliance on the vehicle and the vehicle as like a, a minor character as, as own. cuz it's got like, you know, these little, like trying to get it to go faster and things like that. Like, come on, turning and stuff. Like, I really like that. I thought it was really cool. The, like as the setting too.
0: Yeah, there's also a submarine. Yes. In this movie, uh, Jesse Plemons character is is chasing them down to get the artifact yep. back, and he is doing so in a submarine.
1: A small, uh, very small submarine, but a submarine nonetheless. Yeah. That so was, that,
0: was that was interesting cool. too to add that like additional. I will I will say that is what's really cool about having those sorts of vehicles. It's like you're adding. Sub settings and yeah. settings. You These have really little, cool set
1: pieces, yeah. Yeah,
0: you have a little more versatility when it comes to like where you're staging things, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Um, I thought that The Rock and Emily Blunt had good chemistry together in a way, <laughs> but I think my major note for this movie is I just didn't think the romance was necessary at all. No. And because that is, you know, ob- objectively kind of true. Even though they included it, it didn't, like, get a lot of time spent on it. And because of that, it felt even more random because there was just no... I would have, I would have preferred if they had just kind of stayed unlikely friends. Yeah. But I think they just sort of used it as a way for him to not decide to die. <laughs> was that he could be with her. Yeah. He is um, fascinated by the fact that she wears pants. That is. Most people were fascinated yeah. by the fact
1: that she's wearing pants. It's a
0: big plot point for her. Uh, he even calls her pants. He uh-huh. calls her pants and lady. He calls her lady so much that Peter asked me if that was her name. But
1: that's <laughs> not her name, is
0: it? Like... Lady.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. He does some cool uh swinging from from ropes and things in in this show uh, or in this movie. Emily Blunt's character is afraid of swimming, so that's a plot point. Obviously, they are on a river. Um, For some reason, she thinks that's not going to come up for her. She does at one point get forced to swim. Yeah, Um, Jack Whitehall's character. There's like a a sweet moment between him and The Rock, where he talks about because and and I think this is really great for the plot too, because it sort of explains The Rock is like why basically like why are you here with her like why are you bothering like (laughs) i get she's your sister and he kind of tells this backstory of how like he that all these women have been trying to marry him but it's just he doesn't like women and you know his sister has stood by him through all of that so he's standing by her for this which is i'm glad they they included that conversation because why the heck is he here is definitely a question that was on my mind. Like, he, Why
1: didn't he stay in the town? Yeah, yeah, it was just,
0: like, not the vibe for him, clearly. But he, like, loves his sister very much, That so he's able to kind of step outside of himself. Um, especially because he's seen her do that for him, too, which was really sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was... I, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's one of those that is a solid entertaining. We both rated it that way. It was really good. Not specifically memorable, but a good time while you're watching it. It's a family movie, so that's fun, too. I I
1: think we also have to address that this is a movie that is based off of a ride at Disney World.
0: I didn't know that.
1: You didn't know that? No. (laughs) I don't know if the ride is based off of anything, but this movie is based off of a ride. And in that ride, like at the beginning of the movie when we see Frank entertaining his passengers, Mm -hmm. in that ride... The skipper of the riverboat constantly like makes jokes about you know like like cheesy jokes like to the to the passengers and the you know and like there's there's the whole hippo thing pops out in the ride mm-hmm. um, the like like this there, you you you're on like a little it's a little track you know through this like jungle zone like much like many of the you know things at Disney World there's animatronics and things like that. Um, I can't believe you didn't know that. I thought you knew that.
0: I know, like, nothing about Disney World.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never been to Disney World, (laughs) but I knew this was based off the ride. Yeah, apparently it's a very, it's like a beloved, like, people love that ride. Mostly because the captain berates you and, like, makes jokes and stuff to you the whole time while you're there. So I thought that was cool that they, like, basically nodded to it the entire time. If that is the
0: inspiration, I am, like, extra impressed. Because it wasn't, like, cheesy or...
1: No, it was good. I don't know,
0: overdone in any way.
1: Yeah, we'll look that up after this, and you won't see it in the episode, but I want to make but, sure But that...
0: have peace of mind knowing that we'll know. Yeah, knowing that like, at least to... I
1: know that there's a ride called Jungle Cruise. <laughs> We're not just coming to this fully blind, like, I'm aware of the, you know, there's like a, the, the, the hippo does pop out, like, apparently, yeah. If
0: you have, have that, apparently, maybe you don't know. No,
1: I've never seen it, but like, I've never seen it personally, but I have seen, like, the image of the hippo, like, popping out. You're giving me looks I'm like I'm so some tired. kind of asshole right now. I'm yeah. so tired. Alright. All right. So uh yeah. That's that's a good amount of time for Jungle Cruise. I think I think we did the movie kind of justice. It was good. Kind it was of fun. Justice. Um, you know, they, it was very pretty, right? Um and in this one, we didn't mention this in our Black Adam review, um, but in this one at least they don't uh deep fake the rock's face onto a, a really skinny man's body at any mm-hmm. point. Spoiler See ya.